When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And we know a lot about the clap. <laughs> Go like so does that. Jimmy Dugan. <laughs> Don't touch the clap or stay away from the clap. Don't get the clap, Jimmy, Jimmy Dugan. Dugan. All right. All right. <laughs> Welcome to Rock Candy. <laughs> We're just going to get right into it right now. We're your weekly podcast bringing you sweet treats from the world of music and stories and tales and we're gonna get ragey about it oh i said weekly we are bi-weekly right now bi-weekly we're experimenting with bi stuff with less stress yeah i mean (laughs) i'm a big fan of that anyway we're your hosts i'm maggie i'm ashley and this week we have an extra special spicy times episode we are going to be talking about everyone's favorite butt rock so many butts so, so many, much rock not enough rocks yeah <laughs> i think we need more rocks there's way the- more butts in butt rock than rocks <laughs> do in rocks all just rocks? look like butts like no. yeah i don't know no and we actually we brought we brought special guests we brought i would say maybe the experts <laughs> i would say i i feel like yeah. I'm not ready to put that on my personal resume yet but <laughs> <laughs> well people that i i think we deem to be very knowledgeable in the realm of bad music please welcome back our friends and family make it stop podcast hello 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 i think i think butt rock refers to the sound of um stuffing rocks up your butt (laughs) and then trying to sing through it um that's how it that's i thought it was the two butt cheeks just flapping together well, we'll we'll get into the, the the linguistical, you know, etymology of the term. I'm sure a little bit later, but you know, yeah. I saw a really interesting theory today that I hadn't seen before on the Ooh. origins of the term butt rock. Ooh. Ooh, do tell. I think um, apparently there was like a radio station that only played like yes! butt rock style music. Yeah, you saw this too, mm-hmm. oh my and gosh. their tagline was it. was nothing but rock. They took it to mean like nothing adjective, but rock. <laughs> nothing but rock. That's the only thing they play is but rock. Nothing, I mean, rock. comma, but rock. <laughs> we There's... play nothing but rock. 
Yeah, there's several uh, potential origin stories to the term butt rock, um, oh. but I wanted, I just wanted to pause it as an expert in the field, as a PhD, um, <laughs> yes, you know. A PhD. A PhD. <laughs> Your PhD. Bocterate? <laughs> Butterate. Um, um that yeah, I'm 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 positing a new theory, which is the rocks and the butthole theory. So I just I, mean, I, I like put that on the record. I don't mind that one. But actually, so my boyfriend is out in, from he obviously lives in New York now, but he grew up in Westboro, so he's kind of out where you guys are. And he said that he had heard that on his local station is like k-a-a-f or something w-a-a-f w-a-a-f waff that's it it was w-a-a-f and like waff waff and like he heard he said he heard it on that station yeah no oh, it, that I, was the butt rock station that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's and, where he heard nothing but rock yeah oh we'll we'll talk we'll we'll go deep into the annals of <laughs> <laughs> the butt <laughs> today but yeah w-a-a-f rest in peace um, probably the genesis of, of most of our generation's butt rock um, preferences, predilections, or um, disdain. Yeah, yeah, it was it was my first exposure to butt rock was on that channel, and I was inundated with it by that channel. And I liked it as a child for a little bit. Before Look, we I watched all, that. Before we, all we knew things. better. I liked new metal. I thought Limp yeah. Biscuit was good. So well, I still think Limp Biscuit is good. Limp well, Biscuit is good. Is gonna, we, we didn't introduce our actual names, by the way. I'm Heather. No. I'm Mike. And, and and yes, we do the Make It Stop podcast, and we have had some very extensive conversations. We did the um, March Badness series, which was a tournament-style head-to-head competition that involved uh, probably you know the reigning kings of butt rock to this day. <laughs> Um, Nickelback. Uh, so we we definitely went deep into this, and we talked a lot about uh, butt rock versus new metal, which I'm sure we'll get into today. But Mike Dunn is a straight up new metal apologist and <laughs> fucking loves the shit. And and you know what's fucked yep. up, guys, is that because we do a podcast entirely about bad music, so we only talk about bad music. Um, it's like giving me some sort of a like a. a a fucked up like perverse appreciation for new metal where I oh now, yeah totally I, on that same level with you guys this yeah like to it's the point time where for like, a goddamn revival when is the revival gonna happen <laughs> like, i feel i feel kind of dirty when i get like really get into a new metal like chorus that really sticks with you and i'm like no i fucking hate this i'm supposed to hate this but i love it it's definitely guilty mm-hmm. pleasure music very much i can well, still listen to some corn and be like, this isn't, this is pretty good, guys. <laughs> Listen, I was like getting excited, you know, back before this entire year was a goddamn wash. I was like womp, womp. thinking about like, because we usually go to Riot Fest every year in Chicago. Yep. And I've been thinking about, it was like the 20th anniversary of like a butt, like, um, what was the fucking Limp Biscuit album? Significant Other? Yeah. 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 Or, so, yeah. Or two or three. Two dollar bill, no, two dollar bill, three dollar bill, bill, y'all. There was that one yeah. too, but and then um, the hot dog, chocolate star, fish in the fish hot, in the dog, hot dog, dog flavor. Yeah. Anyway, I was like getting kind of excited about the possibility, like, oh, maybe we'll see Limp Biscuit. Maybe they would go to Riot Fest, and I was like, wait a second, what am I doing? Like, what has happened to me? That would fucking yeah. rule. I would it love will- that. <laughs> maybe it's so just in his glory. I legitimately think it's probably just because of like doing this podcast with Mike Dunn enough that it's like worn down my defenses. And also like when we go to shows together, it's really fun. You know, back when shows happened, it was, we had a lot of fun. So what are shows? What? What? Concertos? (laughs) 
Concerto! Concertos. <laughs> mm, In the olden times. <laughs> When oh. I was a kid, we used to see bands in, play live. In the before four. <laughs> oh. We used to press our bodies up against other gigantic man bodies, and they would make a squishy Heather Panini. Was... And we were so sweaty, and we couldn't <laughs> breathe from the heat coming off the audience. Just felt like a little gabagool. <laughs> so much gabagool <laughs> in this audience. And now was we the can't have it. Best day of my life. <laughs> Oh my god. Mm. Yeah. Now kids are just gonna watch virtual concerts. Not um, the same. Not the same. No. But I I will say that I am not nostalgic for butt rock. And and, and going no. down this path with you all was reminding me of precisely that. Because <laughs> as I mentioned off mic, I think I maybe misunderstood the assignment and I was trying to figure out any butt rock songs that I could defend. And I had a really hard time trying to go back uh, again and, and try to pick out some sh- shit that's somewhat defined. I, I would say, yeah. actually, you brought an interesting song to the table because I think the rest of us are going to argue for one of them not actually being butt rock. Oh. to show yeah. how hard I think you I, had to mm. work to make something not be butt rock. Yeah. I think me and Heather both brought at least one to the table where we can argue it might not be butt rock. But I feel like we also have the counter argument that it's 100% butt rock. Well, the <laughs> I made the is... same mistake as Heather, by the way. I also picked two butt rock songs that I kind of like. I, I would not consider either of these things a mistake because, A, I was just like, come on our show. Can we just talk about butt rock? And you're like, sure. And I'm like, great. Like, that's all I really want is to hang out with you guys and talk about butt rock, which is a weird statement I never thought I'd say, but 2020, yeah. am I right? The parameters <laughs> were not entirely set in stone and you know what i think that's fine yeah i think that's gonna make it interesting right like i'm kind of we have run the gamut with fucking butt rock here so i'm pretty excited about that yeah we have quite a variety of uh styles styles and flavors of butt yeah so many butts like no matter what it's still gonna be a little messy and a little stinky no matter how hard you try yeah but I feel like we will bring things to the table about every single band or be like, you know what? It, they're still just garbage, though. At the end mm, of the day. Yeah. Maybe mm. we can all be Tina Belcher by the end of the episode and create some freaky fan fiction about butts. Yeah. Or I mean, not. now now after our description of what butt rock is, I just, you know, like the sound of like rocks grinding together. I'm just picturing like a butt making that sound and it makes me so uncomfortable. Oh, like if the butt cheeks were made out of granite and they were and just, just kind of like rubbing against each oh, other. Oh, a big butt rock. Yeah. <laughs> a rock butt. A rock butt. Or is it a butt rock? I don't know. This is basically Rock Biter's playlist from Never Ending Story. Oh, Rockbiter's playlist. <laughs> oh, I love it. He, he can do that. He deserves it. Does he? He's so sad. Yeah. Cheer him up with some of his own music. I don't the know. The music of his people. Yeah. There we go. Yes. Um, we're all drinking. I oh my know. god, you it's guys! They're drinking. <laughs> oh no! I just found out. <laughs> oh my god! I have um. So I'm running a bunch of youth programming, just this is a very weird segue, but I have a bunch of discords for different youth programs that I'm running. And I was, when I was teaching my podcast class, I was trying to demonstrate how to use discord to record a podcast. And it seems like I, in fact, was still voice connected in this discord. 
And I have now just seen, I saw a child join the chat. Oh, no. I at least heard the sound. So I immediately realized that I was recording and then, then X out of it. And oh, no. It just posted LOL. <laughs> well, I'm glad, I'm glad we're popular with the youths now. <laughs> Well, you Heather, I podcast your our podcast too, and be like, you want to learn more about butt rock? Oh my god, this is a, a very important topic. Is that a gateway drug? <laughs> it's luckily one of my um, teens that I know very well. So <laughs> I, I just asked him, "Did you just hear my podcast?" And I'm that was an accident. Oops. <laughs> so I'll keep you up to date on how this. Um, how, how the status of your employment yeah <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah actually my my executive director is also is online right now so oh, no. we're on i'm not making this up guys Rad. this is this what is i do Rad. for my art <laughs> oh my god well oh my god. maybe we should get into it i guess we should get into some butts i was just gonna say does anybody want to talk about what they're drinking like oh per, yeah per yes. every episode let's all talk about what we're drinking uh i am i mean i've been having colches but i always drink colches at this point in my life because i'm turning into an old man uh but i'm also drinking um sun labs just i think it's just sun lab it's just sun lab oh fruits of the palm it's an american sour ale with this acai dates and coconut <laughs> it's fucking delicious it is really good Do you like so sours and coconuts it's delicious sounds great that sounds amazing. I think I think I might have tried something very. What was it again? It's Show me the sun sun lab. I think I've tried that before with the coconut. Like amazing, really so good. good. Oh my god. Okay, he has just said literally nothing. Don't worry. <laughs> and I said, Bless you. And he said I was just gonna pop in and say hi. Oh. And tell him that I am talking about butt rock. <laughs> Uh, did they um, know about butt rock? I don't know. Is butt rock the new classic rock? Like this is this oh, is a yeah. straight up zoomer. Yeah. So yeah, I guess it is classic rock at this. That's yeah. fucking weird. Isn't that disgusting? Oh my god, Dimitri. Oh my god, he just said, "What is that?" <laughs> oh, <laughs> tell him to never um, learn. How do I describe it to a fourteen-year-old right now? Well, tell him to listen to the podcast. No, <laughs> very good description about but uh, rocks grinding together in a butthole, and that's what it sounds like. That's what it sounds like. Uh, I just said, um, well, do you know Nickelback or Puddle of Mud? And he said, oh no, no. <laughs> He's typing right now. Okay, now and now a nine-year-old has joined the conversation, so I have oh, to I have to bail. Um, <laughs> continue, continue, guys. I'm so sorry. No, this is great. Fuck my oh, whatever geez. I'm drinking. The nine-year-old is like, well, I'll be in the voice channel if you guys want to talk. Oh. But no, bye. But no, you can't be here. The adults are drinking and talking. <laughs> oh, yeah. What are we drinking? Heather and I are both drinking Mai Tais in separate yes. homes, uncoordinated. Because you're that in sync. We didn't, we didn't plan this, didn't. but. Is, are, like, Mai Tais your summer drink right now? Yes. Yeah, during the quarantine, I've just I've gotten, I found yeah, you've solace really in the world of uh, of of cocktail, yeah. home cocktails and home mixology. 
I really like a good uh, gin mixed drink during the summertime. Hell yeah. It's I really just, good. I just like an old-fashioned. I love an old-fashioned. Old-fashioned? A drink or a blowjob? A little bit of both. <laughs> no, an old-fashioned's a handjob. Handjob. Why not both? Speaking of handjobs. That's a great day. Speaking of handjobs. Let's just... Oh, oh are oh, we yeah, doing get... a promo? Yeah. If you guys like giving handjobs, you'll love the offer we have for you right now. <laughs> You guys slide on over to adamandeve.com. You can purchase almost any one item for 50% off. And then it doesn't stop there. No. No, it doesn't. Sure doesn't. It sure does not. You can get three, count them, trace, <laughs> magical mystery tour gifts. And you don't know what they're going to be. They could be something for him, something for her. Something for them. Yeah, something for them. Or for both of you, for the whole world. Mm. everyone to enjoy and then you get six spicy movies six of them <laughs> you're so excited and confused by these six movies <laughs> six of them and one more thing free shipping free shipping so that's that's a lot of stuff you got going on here guys and you know you could still give hand jobs or you could get something that's going to help you give a hand job get, just, just get, get a, a flashlight. flashlight just get another flashlight please buy a, buy a <laughs> flashlight Buy two. Get a sweet Buy dragon. Buy for all one. your friends. Yeah. Get all the flashlights, guys. It's fine. Yeah. And all you have to do is go to adamandeve.com and put all that shit in your shopping cart and yeah. then use our our code CandyPod, C-A-N-D-Y-P-O-D. Not the band. But you will feel so alive. That's CandyPod <laughs> at adamandeve.com. Get spicy or get sad. <laughs> sure. You want to talk about butt rock? Yeah, let's talk about butt oh rock. Oh my god, I'm so sorry, but I have to give you an update. I've now gotten, I've now gotten a DM from another kid oh who, no. <laughs> who posted, whose only question was all bold. What's butt rock? <laughs> and oh then god. I tried to explain it, and then I said I was doing an episode of the podcast. And I was like, and then, <laughs> then they said. Glad you didn't make me Google that, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Actually, I don't know. I tried Googling things on Butt Rock, and, like, you just get a couple articles, and then a lot of things talking about post-grunge, which, okay, I guess at this point we should say technically Butt Rock is formerly known as but like post-grunge. anything right. post-grunge is, like, anything that came out after, what, 1995, maybe? that is such a vague category well i think it's a specific a specific take on grunge right Mm -hmm. yeah like yeah i have go ahead mike and then i get some thoughts on this like i think like you know grunge was a pretty diverse genre it was a made-up like manufactured genre by the media like none of the like progenitors and like kings of grunge like consider themselves grunge no there really is no such thing as grunge yeah well like they grunge... they lumped in these bands because they were all from seattle but they had like really like different sounds yeah. like Soundgarden is so different than pearl jam oh well, so yeah or it's it's different than i mean Soundgarden is different from pearl jam pearl jam is different from nirvana like it's not nirvana is like a punk band that like got yeah. lumped in with the yeah. like they don't sound anything like Pearl Jam I feel like okay so I think that 
So I think for me, what I associate with grunge is as much of it as being a musical style, as you mentioned, it's kind of, it was like a location, it was a scene, it was like community and it was an attitude, right? So similar to like punk music, although punk music, pretty straightforward, although a lot of things do get qualified under that umbrella, um, but like simple chord structure, you know, very short, very fast, um, very simple um, and aggressive. Um, grunge was like characterized by like this early 90s. Do you guys hear that Discord sound? I'm going to try to turn it off. No. Actually, no. I haven't heard any Discord. Okay, great. Okay. I do um, hear it when you type, though, just so you know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, seriously <laughs> typing on a Mac. I'm literally explaining to children right now what butt rock is because of, <laughs> because of this. Because um, they're children and they don't understand. But thank God. <laughs> then they shouldn't. This <laughs> is something that... I am a professor. I'm a no, you're you're the butt fesser. <laughs> <laughs> um. So like, grudge was it was an attitude. It was like a. It was this like early '90s. So it was kind of a reaction to overblown, over-the-top, ridiculous, like, arena rock, hair metal bullshit, excess, excess. And this is, like, you know, very DIY, very similar roots in punk, where it was, like, we're gonna use distortion, we're gonna use, like, whatever we can get our hands on, we'll play anywhere, Um, we don't give a shit about what we wear, we're all kind of strung out and, like, freegans, like, you know, living off of crusts, Uh, like, and so... (laughs) It was, it was like, it was a whole ethos and a, and a, beyond just it being a genre, which I agree that there's some variation in grunge for sure. And, and also grunge included bands like Hole, you know, and, and um, mm. like the Muffs and like other like artists and bands that also had women in them, which you don't hear ever in butt rock. So my thought what about is, Evanescence? Oh, See, oh. I don't think Evanescence is butt rock. I consider mm. them I would, metal. Yeah. Can I wait? Hold on. Can I make my point? Yeah, really yeah, 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 so okay. So anyway, so what I was saying was, is so like grunge was was an ethos. It was a it was a mentality. It was a community, and that's why post grunge is really hard to nail down, and also why it's so shitty, because post grunge was like, okay, we're gonna take, we're gonna emulate the sound, and we're almost not even gonna emulate the whole sound. We're gonna really just emulate. This mm, strain called <laughs> vocal that always sounds like I'm gonna pop a vein in my neck. Um, you know, and they took that piece and then made it, and then Arena rocked it. So it's actually not, it's not grunge at all. It's, yeah. it's, it's aping that, um, that culture or that sound without any of the ethos or any of the values of it, right? Yeah, it's yeah. really commercializing yes. and, like, monetizing the grunge sound. But, and a big difference is that with grunge, they didn't necessarily want to do that. I know for sure Nirvana didn't really want to do that, but these bands, these butt rock bands, do want to do that. So that is a big difference between the grunge and the post grunge and you know all that shit yeah and like well, i was can, gonna oh no sorry. i was just really quick and we can get into it like as we go band by band but i mean there are some prime examples on our list of bands that are definitely only doing things for the money oh like, yeah they are making sound the way they sound is because they know it's gonna make they have money. sacrifice quality for money yeah basically yeah but, uh, go ahead mike 
Well, what I was going to say is that I feel like post grunge is the combination of grunge and new metal, like uh, uh, and kind of mm, yeah, sort of just the afterbirth of mm. <laughs> oh, the yeah. placenta of yeah. the two put together. Oh. Be- and it, it 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 takes like only like really specific elements from both genres. Like it doesn't. Yeah, you pretty much lose all the good things about early 90s grunge and you get left with like people aping Eddie Vedder's vocals and you get and you get left with like just the mid-tempo jams and the like ballads and uh you get the distorted guitars and like the solos but it's like there's no heart in it there's no no heart it's completely empty absolutely Yeah. yeah but I you know in choose trying to choose butt rock songs I did like like I'm interested to talk about what redeeming aspects can be found in this genre in this reviled genre like what (laughs) there has to be something well you guys are good because you guys like brought the i think we can find something good in these songs and like i brought one of those but i brought one that i'm like i'm gonna shit on this for a real long time and i think you brought at least one you're gonna shit on a lot i the first one i have oh my god am i gonna take the biggest dump on this fucking song i hate well, it well yours is first so why don't we just get into it okay all right kids you ready We're yeah, yeah. so just so as an update i have sent both children a link to puddle of mud's blurry i feel like that's like a <laughs> yeah like that's a, a good central text I like that you wrote country <laughs> i did not mean to actually all right fine all right, we'll just yeah. we'll watch the video okay cool all right. Wait, is this how it starts? Yes. Oh my All right. God. Yes. All right, yes. Ashley, go ahead. Can you just read that out real quick so well, for tell, context? Yeah, give us, give us okay. your give us your spiel here. So this first one is Backcountry by Avenged Sevenfold. And okay, so we're gonna watch the the video because you need visuals for this. So the video starts with a quote that says, He who makes a beast of himself gets rid of the pain of being a man with no punctuation. By somebody called Dr. Johnson. Oh, you know Dr. Johnson. <laughs> no first name. No first name, just Dr. Johnson. He's a Dr. proctologist. Yes. He's a proctologist. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Video playing. Though, it is so even though I turned bad. it down, but it ain't good. <laughs> so I understand that this is going to be kind of a contentious um, entry for the Butt Rock Awards. <laughs> but <laughs> is this going to be the Jethro Tull of the Butt Rock Awards? <laughs> yeah, it's going to usurp everybody and just grab that award because it deserves it. Honestly, well, the video alone. But I mean, 
these guys are not your typical butt rock bullshit. They're not Creed. They're not anything else. They're 100% mid 2000s scene kids that just really want you to know that they fuck chicks. With lizard tongues, apparently. With lizard tongues. <laughs> oh. Yeah, there's, the lizard tongues are coming out in the video. And it's still playing as we're talking over it now. <laughs> and there's women you, with lizard tongues. So this is it's called Bad Country. Tails. This is a reference to this is a uh, hunter, Fear and this Loathing. This is Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yes. Oh. Um, they were apparently inspired by Hunter S. Thompson with this song. In what way? <laughs> They're in Las Vegas, period. Okay. That's it. Yeah, surely they don't think that Hunter Thompson would like this song. Like, they, even they can't be that delusional. If, I, I would hope they would think that if Hunter S. Thompson was alive, then he would die all over again if he saw this. But is that a is that a little hentai reference we got there with the octopus and the bathtub? I What's going so. on? No, I think that, that's that also a fear and loathing reference. Oh. I'm sure. Ah, okay. I never read it. And a Rodney Dangerfield impersonator. Yeah. Here's what I'll say about Avenged Sevenfold. I never liked them, but I had some friends who really did. I remember yeah. specifically in high school when some of my friends. Uh, started getting into hardcore music, but then also started getting into like bad hardcore music. Like, yeah, Ben Sevenfold to me was like uh, fashion core, yes. like glam metal. Like, so, um, but I hear the butt in this song. It sound, it, I hear it very. It's the vocals. Clearly. It's the yeah. vocals. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's really fucking funny because so they. But, they had two other albums before the album that this song was on came out. So the album that this song came out on was called City of Evil, and it came out in like 2006 or Is something it like that. Because they went to Vegas. It's so So evil. they had two albums before this, and their, metal, their sound was just straight up metalcore. And on this album, they decided to basically switch genres and... Um, okay, so first of all, let me read you the names of the band members of this uh, of this band. So the singer <laughs> is M. Shadows. Guitar- no, it's not. His name is. <laughs> it's not, but he Craig, can say that it is. Craig. His name it's- is literally Matthew, but yep. his stage name is M. Shadows. Guitarist Zachy Vengeance. No, it's not. His <laughs> name is Zachary. Lead guitarist Sinister Gates. Nope. His name. His name is Samuel. <laughs> spelled spelled with Y's instead of I's. And bassist Johnny Christ. And, okay. And yeah, they drum- think they're the Misfits or something. Yeah. Ugh. And drummer the Rev. <laughs> the Rev. Yeah. Okay. So, nice. They sound. They sound super cool. Super, super I, I want to be friends with them. So this was their breakout song off the third album, City of Evil. And they were so dedicated to this genre switch that M. Shadows took vocal lessons so that he could actually sing instead of scream. And so he could put raspiness into his voice. So that raspiness is like an acquired attribute. That's interesting. I was going to say, I do remember, because my friends would make me listen to Avenged Sevenfold in the car. I'm so sorry. Um, I remember him, them being a, a screamy band. Yeah, they were, I remember yeah, him they were like screamo. Decent well, they, scream. 
Here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to give him a little bit of credit, uh, Avenged Sevenfold. Their drummer is fucking sick. There are some Which awesome fills on this song. On this plays song? On this, yeah. So their drummer on this was The Rev. He actually ended up um, passing away in 2009. Oh. Um, and after he passed away, they got fucking Mike Portnoy from Dream Theater to drum for them for two fucking years because that's why we started calling them avenge seven belts yes because we talked about them in our dream theater episode yes woof. um so he played with them for like two fucking years and granted mike portnoy is kind of a dick bag himself right but he's a really good drummer and he was he started dream theater which is like the most amazing uh progressive metal band yeah. that has ever existed but even Avenge Sevenfold was after two years. He was like, "So, uh, what's going on?" And Avenge Sevenfold was like, "Yeah, no, you don't need to join our band. I mean, we got this other dude <laughs> that can come and oh hang with us." So, but the yeah, dirt bags. But like, big dirt, big dirt bag energy. I'm gonna big, say we yeah. have a lot of BDE on oh, these yeah. uh, these songs on this playlist, and I, I think yeah. that is again the uniting factor between a uh, new metal and butt rock is dirtbag energy and we all oh, yeah. know it and i'm sure i'll yeah. get into detail about it we've all yeah. lived that life yeah <laughs> but my my argument for this being butt rock because i'm sure people are going to be like eventually this fold isn't butt rock i'm going to say it's nouveau butt, butt rock mm. because you just made butt rock fancy somehow right nouveau butt rock i think we can call yeah. event sevenfold because like these weren't like the straight up dude dudes that we're gonna talk oh, about later. Yeah, no. These were the scene kids that had the side swept hair and the arm warmers that really wanted you to know that they were ex brutal ex, you know? <laughs> but they still fell for the allure of like the the mass exposure you get exactly. from turning butt. Exactly. And it, you know, I would call this butt metalcore, and I think you know yes. there's precedent Ooh. for this of a band of one genre like crossing over into butt while yes. still maintaining some characteristics <laughs> of the original genre. Yeah. Like Rise Against, I would say, is butt punk. Yes. Ooh, oh, we, yes. Yeah, Mike Dunn coined that term as far as I'm concerned. Oh, uh, yes. Because I didn't care to look into it. Um, but um, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, it's genius. It's so fucking true. Absolutely. Yeah. Rise Against fits that bill of just... Um, yeah, like the the it's it's whiny, but it's yes. way too aggro. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's like it's absolutely like the sound of toxic masculinity, just like trying to figure out like how to express itself, yeah. and, and it's the, like simultaneously like saying that it loves you and also telling you you're a <laughs> shitty bitch. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's, also it's like all like all screaming at you that you're a shitty yeah. bitch, or no, not even saying that it, he like that they love you, but like that they could have loved you once. If you weren't a shitty bitch. bitch. <laughs> and it's just, it's that. Yes, ugh. it's that energy. It's that Gross. shit that they're bringing to the table where they're like, we're just fucking towing the line of being sexist pieces of shit. But we're not saying it in our lyrics, but we'll show you some some big titty women in some bras in our Yo, you want to see some side boob though? <laughs> I side boob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's just something there's something about uh the sound, this like unifying sound of, of butt rock that like, you know, there's there's like variances to it, but you know it when you hear it. And there's something about that sound that for as like 
you know, repulsive as it is to people like us who like, you know, give a shit about music. Yeah. Like yeah. somehow it does just hit perfectly in perfect combination of quadrants. Yes. Of, yeah. Uh, media consumers to like it's, sell more records than any other rock music. It really like hit that Rubik's cube of perfection. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, I think all of these bands do that. And I think after we go through all the songs, we can kind of, cause I have, I have a sad thought that I have finally come to the realization of, but I'll get to it at the end. That'll be my <laughs> Jerry Springer final thought. Um, when we move on, the next song is actually Mike's pick. So oh, yeah. let me go back to sharing that sweet screen. So, oh yeah. Oh, uh, I'm pumped about this one. This <laughs> oh, is, um, oh, I know. Should I introduce it? Yeah. Please. Yes, please. This is uh, I Walk Alone by Saliva. It is uh, Batista's entrance music in the WWE. Uh, Dave, Dave Batista. So and sweet. I love this song and it pumps me up, even though I know it's butt rock and it's bad. But you know what? Um, I'm ready to get pumped up. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pump up song. give you this the guitars are pretty sweet i was kind of feeling it i was kind of feeling it i get how you like it so much but like then he started singing and i'm like oh no (laughs) oh honey no imagine an animal a man of uh 320 (laughs) pounds of pure muscle six foot four with a god smack tattoo on his belly button walking out to this song (laughs) see all i can think of now is drax from uh uh, uh the guardians of the galaxy the yeah. yeah all, all I, I can picture is, is Mike Batista, or um dave batista is him they really missed out on an opportunity to have him wrestle in character as drax like on when he did the comeback <laughs> hey, there's recently. gonna yeah. be another movie someday maybe yeah <laughs> I, I, liked him, I, would, I would like that i liked him in a uh, blade runner 2049 too like throwing the guy into the wall and shit oh, i never even saw guy. Blade runner one me either Ooh, I like twenty forty nine better. That's my hot take. Oh, I know. I've heard that hot take. Like, what is? There's, there's a weird contention. Yeah. Um, anyway, saliva. <laughs> there was saliva. What? <laughs> Why? When? <laughs> Hold on. When did that sound of voice, that affectation, <laughs> that particular affectation, that sounds like you're fucking squeezing out a ginormous fucking look like fucking pimento loaf like a like a a deli meat you know tube 
when did that become the sound? Like when, where did that come from? Does it come from Pearl Jam specifically? Was it pre-Pearl Jam? Where did that come from? Why? Because that is the unifying sound of butt rock. It's the squeezing out a fucking log. Now, I'm no professor, but I kind of agree that I feel like Eddie Vedder really... It's his fault. Really was kind of the champion of that sound of your voice. Mm-hmm. Like, you're trying to squeeze out that last turd, and it's just not. <laughs> it's just not coming. Oh. Yeah. I'm sure, like, music historians could point to like a pre Eddie Vedder use of that voice, but he's definitely the one who like brought it onto the main stage and the mainstream. Um, but then there's also the way this guy screams, which is also, or not, he doesn't really <laughs> scream. He's, str- he's strange he just extra hard. <laughs> it's, uh, just, it's a tight scream. Like his whole body is just convulsing when he's screaming and that's kind of probably one of my biggest problems with butt rock is the vocals and how absolutely terrible they are for singers like if anybody who's taken vocal lessons will know like you're not supposed to sing wait, like that maybe, you will fucking wait, ruin your voice doing maybe right. that's why it's called butt rock because they ha- they're like trying so hard exactly. to not take a shit that they're like, I gotta sing like this. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Like they're just clenching their buttholes so hard that they just they have to sing like that. Oh I mean, that that's a very that's as good a theory as any. Uh, the only the other one, yeah. So there's that. So there's that origin. That's actually how I always thought about it. Was that it was like the sound of like of literally taking a shit. Like it's yeah. like. Oh, oh, uh, this <laughs> <Bold> danger. <laughs> you guys um, look up the lyrics to this song. Well, no. can I make? Oh, sorry, my... I'm sorry. I, I finished your point. Damn it! And then I heard that I heard the nothing but rock. Um, and then obviously, and then there's the other theory that it's like sounds like the sound like that if you're singing into a spread you know, butt cheeks. It's very like muffled. Um, But then in this article, this is a Mel Magazine article, um, which I doesn't have the author listed on it, but I think I cited this in a a previous episode. But um, writer and podcaster Mark Lee, I don't know who he is, but he exists. He he basically draws this uh, distinction between um, head rock meaning like thought provoking like you know instrumentation really you know whatever whatever you and also like i would probably say that probably most of the artists that he would put under that category like tool for example are actually shitty so i don't know if i agree with this but then butt rock is the opposite right it's just a base instinct it's like it's that dirtbag energy it's that like bottom of the barrel fucking you know lower class and and like like economically like in shitty jobs or like really mm-hmm. like you know being shitty boyfriends and like you know that it's it's like non-intellectual it's just like extremely extremely base which i think also kind of holds some water and honestly like tool wrote a lot of songs about anal sex so like they <laughs> they they can be butt rock too i but mean they, is it, bu- do they have a fucking song called like prison sex or something they have a song yeah. called prison sex but also stink fist is definitely about um anal sex also a perfect circle 
has a lot of songs about anal sex. Maybe so really, the perfect circle is a butthole. So like, uh, James, or mayonnaise Kegels. James Kegels mayonnaise just wrote a fucking lot of songs about anal sex. Yeah, I think James that he Kegel's doesn't mayonnaise. have the right to do because stop. Because he's not gay, right? No, but he oh, like could be in a butthole. He like he's bi, isn't he bi? I don't give a fucking shit what he is. He'd be like, bi. He'd be bi. As a bisexual person, I'd say. <laughs> like, I'm calling it. I don't wanna, but I will. Yeah, he sets off my bi fi. Bi fi. Um, well, rating a 10 on the bi fi meter. <laughs> uh, Heather, to your point Full about bars. this, like, butt rock being defined as being, like, bass you know, thoughtless music. Like, yeah, I think that is like a defining characteristic is that it's all dumb. Yeah, like, very that's, dumb. It's there's a lot of There's a lot of variance between these songs that we're listening to today, but they're all dumb. And this one's very dumb. I was like, just saying, you had the lyrics, right? Yeah. So the lyrics, so the, the lyrics that I knew um, were the chorus, which is, I walk for miles inside this pit of danger, a place where no one follows me, I walk alone. Or the second time he says, I swallowed down a thousand years of anger. Um, and That's the- how you deal with your emotions, right? That's how you do it. You just keep swallowing. It's just, yeah. Yeah, and, that's healthy. And then in the verses, Good. when he Therapies talks about- pussies. <laughs> in the verses when he talks about like what this pit of danger is that he walks alone through, uh, he's talking about watching television news. What? <laughs> what? Oh my god. I'm sick of all these people talking out their heads. I'll never understand a damn thing that or I never understood a damn thing that they said. Uh from words to actions, never knowing what they're about. I guess I'll have to chew them up and spit them out. And the other verses, this television has a poison on its breath, this counterculture of both wicked lives and death. It makes my eyes bleed every time I turn around. How will they all feel when I bring them to the ground? That's right, saliva. I hate MSNBC too. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Okay. Oh, you guys are really, you guys are really saying something here. Mm-hmm. It's real, real deep, real deep mm-hmm. lyrics there. Yeah. Ugh. But still, it pumps me up. This is like, this is pump up music. This is. They even have like the, like a like a bass drop. Do you hear the bass drop? Like the. <laughs> it actually. It even sounds like. Uh, I think they they time it with uh, Batista's pyro. So like the fireworks go off right when that bass drops. I mean, it takes a lot to write a a WWE (laughs) intro song. Like you don't mean that. (laughs) I'm sure it does. (laughs) Like you have to coordinate shit with pyrotechnics and, you know, angry walks down a ramp. (laughs) So like, come on. I think that WWE entrances are like the most perfect, uh, venue for butt rock. I think that's the oh, only yeah. the oh, only time much. I ever enjoy butt rock is when it's playing as a muscular man without However, a shirt walks down a ramp. Actually, no. maybe that's um, what butt rock means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, typo negative wrote one for Kane once, oh, that's and then right. they never used it. Oh, um, that's no, fine. That's I, could, fine. I mean, we could do a whole separate episode on WWE entrance themes. Uh, sure. like, maybe that'll be our summer that, bonus but... episode. <laughs> oh, maybe, yeah. You want me to pick my favorites and we can just, you can just yell at me about how they're bad while I say that they're good? Yeah, that's, that's our formula. <laughs> <laughs> that's why the kids back, keep huh? coming back, baby. That's why we're getting those dildo dollars, 13 still. 
Well, if you don't want to give us money, you can always give them money by going to adamneve.com <laughs> and using the code... Bad music. Bad music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you could also give them money or just buy your second fleshlight using their code. And then you get even more free. Gifts. And then you get or 12 free porns. 12 free porns. <laughs> what if you just get more butts? <laughs> more butts. More buy rocks. all of your fake butts. Yeah, get your silicone butts all at adamandeve.com. <laughs> Fill them with rocks. Hell yeah. Fill them with rocks and then sing into them and then record it. And send it to us in an email. Yeah, and also Please. squish them a lot so the the rocks rub against oh, each other. Oh, like I just have like <laughs> I just want anxiety. I just want to hear grinding rocks. It's like a, it's like one of those fucking what's the a slock or whatever where you put the lock in the end of a sock and you strain oh. at somebody. It's just like a, a an anal tube filled with rocks. That, that is probably an anal tube thing sock. that exists. That's a butt rock yeah. weapon right there. You we know always call that a mad ball. A mad ball. <laughs> Yeah, people used Who's to swing. Who's we? You know, the fucking hardcore kids doing. <laughs> oh um, Paulie brought a mad ball to the show oh at Romans and socked a kid in the head with a fucking. Oh my god. Lock with a padlock. Oh, oh yeah, you're very hardcore. If anybody no, listens I was to the ter- Earth, I was terrified. If, if I didn't anybody listens to, to the Earth Crisis episode of the podcast <laughs> where they do kind of veer into butt rock and new metal. Oh um, yeah. It becomes clear that Mike Dunn is a coward. <laughs> yeah, no, I, well, I went to the shows. I was just scared. Uh, <laughs> I get that. I understand that feel. Saliva uh, so is a band that started as new metal and, and turned to butt rock. Like their first oh. big song was Click Click Boom. Yeah, they, yes. were, they were really new metal. I remember them being a new metal band. I don't recall their switching of genres. But well, they did yes. it for Batista. I, well, and by Batista, when, I mean the money. Uh-huh. I would say staring down the barrel of a forty-five was pretty butt. Yeah. Oh, for sure. That was saliva. <laughs> yeah. Staring down the barrel oh, of a forty-five. That's butt all day. Maybe they're but just new day. butt. But, yeah. And you. Oh shit! You know what? I was wrong. That's shine down. Yeah. It doesn't it's... matter. None of this matters. Wait, who is shine down? What's staring on? down the barrel of a forty-five. Oh, what big difference? Who gives a shit? It's all That's the right. same. Anyway. Yes, let's let's uh, let's keep butt let's keep rocking because we were talking about keep pump up button. jams. Keep, keep button, button, keep button, keep rocking. Oh, but uh, oh, but but because <laughs> uh, Mike's song is a pump up song, and I'm I'm going to explain to you why. But this is the song I picked. And I'm like, it's I kind of will make a case for. Nope. Oh. And I'm sorry. I see which album it's from, and oh, I'm gonna no. go right ahead and say that's nope. fine. <laughs> I listened to the episode where you reviewed it, and you're not wrong. But also, like sometimes you just nope. make choices in your life, and this was a choice. This uh, is a choice. This is a choice. It was uh, Nickelback's "Burn It to the Ground." Scenarios.
Okay, I know. I know. I know. Put your balls back in. No, my, ball, my balls will be out. The only reason. Okay. So back when I was a youth. No, I used to play roller derby. And Ooh. I was the one who was supposed to make the playlists. And here's the thing about roller derby. There is an array of people going to those bouts. There's like. Oh, I, you, I, you know. You know. You get it. <laughs> you totally get it. Like. Yeah, you're going to get, like, your friends and family who have to go because they fucking have to. So you're going to get, like, nerds and squares. You're going to get, like, you know, kind of the uh, the grunge chicks. And, like, you're going to get your rednecks who really like roller derby. But also, this is a really good song to skate. Like, in yeah. about, this is a really fucking good pump-up song. If I'm in the middle of a jam, like, hearing good fucking pump-up music helped me to block better. You have convinced me. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I, like, all of a sudden am liking this song because of the context you just put it in. I what? feel like this is a better pump-up song because I feel like, okay, so I'm a, I'm a wrestler in a, yes. in a, you know, a league of, of marginalized gender wrestlers. Yes. And uh, so we have a similar overlap, although I'm actually much more scared of roller derby than wrestling. Just put you it out there. <laughs> it's really fucking terrifying. Um, people, when I, they hear I'm a wrestler, they're like, oh, like roller derby? And I'm like, that's completely different. But <laughs> what they mean is that the crowds can be the same. Yes, and, uh, and it's and a crowd each crowd. Yeah, and you know what? And I can picture this being a wrestling entrance song, and I like it better than the I, fucking one that Mike Dunn mentioned. I'll tell <laughs> you what, Heather. Song. This was the theme song from Monday Night Raw back in, like, 2012. Oh, that's right. It well, actually, like, for a minute... There you go. It was definitely a song a lot of sports sports used <laughs> to, like, be like, sense. sports. Um, once Chad, Cro once Chode Kroger starts putting his vocals in, I'm like, nah, I'm out. But like the guitar and the bass and the, like, yeah. it has a good drive to it where I'm like, um, well, now I want to skate in circles and beat bitches up. It, you're right. You're right. The thing is, is that none of it is original. It's completely derivative and that's the oh. whole thing. But you're right that it, it yeah, it's, I forget what I fucking said about this song. Yeah, I'm curious because I, I, I can't remember. I think this because I'm a nerd and I listen to your guys' March Badness because I hate myself. Um, I was in <laughs> That's a great endorsement for our show. <laughs> You're our actual friend. <laughs> because I was like, I want to see who's the worst, though. And, like, by the time it got down to Imagine Dragons and Nickelback, I was like, I don't know who I'm even rooting for. No, you... But when you guys talked about this album, I believe because I think the song before this was about how he was like, I need to stop drinking so much. And then he's like, JK, I'm going to drink all the whiskey and put my balls out. And you're like, but which is it, Chad Kroger? Yeah, okay. But and also, I, I don't want to see your balls. Nobody wants no, to see No, put your balls away. Retract <laughs> them. <laughs> like, suck them up into your body. Put them back into your body. I don't want to see them. So the funny thing about this song is, I guess... When Chode Kroger talks about it, he's just like, oh, yeah, this is like, when he's at a concert, he's like, this is how I like to go out and drink, yeah, like, this is what I like to do, this song's about me, I just smoked the wrong end of a cigarette. And then the <laughs> next song is him talking about his friend overdosing from heroin, and being like, oh, this is so hard, I'm so sad, what yes. kind of influences did he have, I don't know, <laughs> I'm completely not complicit in this, you know, like, what the fuck, <laughs> it was yeah <laughs> but when they were in the studio recording the song i was reading up on this apparently they had to do like 
a bunch of takes on it because every time they did it, the producer's like, nah, man, this ain't it. Nah, man, this ain't it. This is too soft. I really need more emotion from you. Not even that. (laughs) Finally, when they had the take right, he's like, yeah, now I want to grab a beer and put my fist in the air and hang out with my boys. This is the song. Wait, does he have a drink? What? This was the producer. But like but Chad Kroger, yes, most definitely has a drinking problem. The Krogs. So he talks a about problem? a butt rock. full of whiskey. Well, the bottle. Yeah. What does that mean? mean? You can't hold the whiskey. It's the <laughs> liquid. Pours <laughs> <Shit. laughs> it right into his. <laughs> he just pours <laughs> it over his fist and licks it off his fingers. That's not even just pours it's like a hand luge. It's a hand luge. It's a hand luge. It's a hand luge. But Hamlet um, doesn't sound quite as good as Fistful of Whiskey. No. Not out as of much curi- with that. Out of curiosity, I did look up my notes for when we did this song for March Madness. <laughs> yeah, let me look it up. Hold on. What's and, it called again? Uh, uh, it's called song. Burn It to the Ground. Okay. Uh, and it turns out I liked this song then, and I still kind of <laughs> like it now. Uh, I, uh, here's my notes. Riff song. Queens of the Stone Age type riff. Kinda. I dig it out the gate. Oh, I remember this one. They used to play this on laser while I was driving to and from Holyoke Community College to take my oh. last credits to graduate college. And it was also the Monday Night Raw theme. And then I wrote, uh, it's bad, but it also kind of rocks. Yeah, like, yeah. that's kind of where I'm at with it. I'm not proud of myself. I do not want to hear this more than once a year. At all. <laughs> because if I hear it more than once a year, I'm going to straight up think it is all bad. It is horrible. It is the worst song that ever existed. Don't, don't even lie. You went up and went to the bathroom when we played this. I literally you arguably did. haven't even heard this once. I haven't. I don't need to. I heard the opening <laughs> riff. That's all I need. It's a good riff. It's a Was, fine riff. It's a fine riff. It is a how, fine riff. And then how, that's it. How insulting is it that I wrote down Queen to the Stone Age type riff for that riff? Or is it accurate? I think it is accurate. I'm trying to find my. I can see notes. that they are trying to sound like Queen of Stone Age. That riff sounds like a riff in the middle of um, "No One Knows." Oh yeah, yeah right. Sounds exactly like the same exact fucking riff. Which one was written first? When did this come out? Oh, this was written after. Well, yeah. this is yeah. well this after. is like '08, right? Oh, oh, yeah, well after. Time. No one knows. Yeah, no, no one, one knows. knows was like, like 2003. Yeah. yeah. Oh, if not earlier, yeah. I just, all my notes were about him saying balls out. And this was, I, let me just tell you, this is last edit. Talk about, talk about a little fucking, you know, time capsule here. Last edit was on March 15th. So if we think about the timeline, that was a day after my whole building shut down. And I like that 14th of Ooh, March was my first day. It seems like home. 20 years Isn't ago. that insane? Um, and so my notes are balls out, balls out. Put your balls the fuck back in. And then remember when we talked about Nickelback being a public health crisis? We need to quarantine Nickelback and Chad Kroger's balls. So I was... I don't I think... I don't think so. You can I, hear quality material I'm like that. Pretty I'm pretty sure... Bad music good times on the Pantheon Podcast Network. I'm pretty sure that quarantine your balls is my new favorite insult. Like, yeah. when I'm having an argument with somebody, like, shut your mouth, quarantine your balls, and get the fuck out of here. Like, your little garlic knot dick and get, get the your fuck garlic knot dick and get the fuck out of here. Ugh. It's bad. Our podcast it's is bad, but it also kind of rocks. But it also kind of, yeah, in, in, in the most, like, distanced, like, way. In the most ironic way. If you are skating of, in circles yeah. or wrestling someone 
and yeah, you're just I know. background music. Yeah. You're not saying no more. Lyrics. Say no more. You just hear like that riff, and you're like, all right, I kind of just I were, skate fast. If I were someone. about to skate fast or wrestle somebody, I'm pu- I'm gonna play this song. If I am getting my makeup and clothes on for a night out that I need to be pumped, and I'm not playing this song. You know, there's so many girls that do that though, and I don't want to hang out. And with they them. are the ones that I no. avoid. Bar. Yeah, they're playing this as they pick out which pink cowboy hat they want to put on oh for God. the night. Like they just smoke the wrong collection. end of a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> they always smoke the but wrong end of cigarette. Dirt bag energy. D B E. Ugh. Not B D. Yeah. No, it's not B D. <laughs> it's D B E. Oh, just a quick um check in with the children. Um, oh, my God. Okay, it's gotten more ridiculous. Okay, so the first thing was that this is like a kid who I um who's been going through a lot. Anyway, Aww. they were I they're a sweetheart and I was like trying to check in with them. So they said I was trying to explain what butt rock was and I sent them <laughs> the video of Puddle of Mud, and then their response was, it reminds me of my dad's band, not gonna lie. (laughs) And then, um, and then they shared the dad's band with me, and then I said, lol, I'll let you know with my expert opinion, crying, laughing emoji, (laughs) to make it clear that I'm no expert, even though I am secretly a PHP, but. They don't need to um, And then they responded, also, my mom claims Pearl Jam could fall into the butt rock category. So now this oh, child no. is having a conversation with their mom about this. And their mom is probably our age. You know what, though? She makes a good point, though. I'm going to say, your mom parents. is correct. Yeah, They're proto say- butt rock. They're like death is to I, punk, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I would say that, like, Pearl Jam, Eddie Vedder are like the godfathers of butt rock. They, yeah. kind of, they go to your christening. They're there for the important parts, but they don't normally stay around. But they won't take care of you. They're just I don't, there. I don't think <laughs> they're Jam, a name only. I don't. I don't think Pearl Jam is butt rock, but somehow they're still one hundred percent responsible for it. Yes, you know what I mean? they are Absolutely. though. Oh wait, no, that's the other butt rock. Jeremy's oh, Alice Chains. Alice in Chains also. Allison Chains also deserves a little blame. They they sing a bunch of different songs. I'm just trying to think of one of their songs though. Like you know Um, when you're trying to cue one up and you're like, where is my Allison uh, Chains memory? uh, A rooster uh, song. I just. Okay, oh, but but down. Dave Matthews Band sounds like that, so it's just is. Ooh. But that's clearly not butt rock. No. It's like jam. It's butt jam. Butt jam. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Damn it! It is though. It is. These are genres uh. I don't want to exist. I hate it here. But like butt rock is now an umbrella, and we just have to embrace it. Butts are an umbrella. Butts under an umbrella. But anyway, stretched. I think, <laughs> but Brella. I think we should continue on. Um, this is Heather's first pick, and oh, yeah. this is Ooh. the one we're gonna we're gonna have an Ooh. interesting discussion about. We are. Listen, 
It's butt rock. It's it's post grunge. It is. It is post grunge. I will not disagree with that. Again, yeah. my understanding of the assignment was that um <laughs> per, that I had to defend this. So this was me trying to find a song I could defend. You know what? I'm gonna defend it with you. I'm so also we're great because it. yeah. it's it's pretty good. It's pretty. Okay. Good. I feel like we should watch the video though, and and I'm gonna Ooh, yeah, only say right. that because he's very hot. So I chose oh, this also oh. because he's very hot. Yes. This is Bush. This is Gavin Rossdale, you know, ex- extremely My first hot. crush. Again, extremely hot. Like, you know, Trent from Daria personified. Oh, um, yeah. Just oh. very sexy. And um, I didn't really listen to B- or like Bush, but I remember seeing them perform live at like, on, like I think they performed at uh, Woodstock 99, which I was obviously Glycerin. not at, but I've seen the recordings of it and they were really, you know. Bush was uh, my first concert ever. Yeah. Really? Wow. July, July 5th, 1997 at the Saratoga Performing Arts Center. Back. Wow. That was my very first concert ever. And how was it? Was it great? It was amazing. Okay. <laughs> I was 13 and I was in love with Gavin Rosdale. So yes, it was you, fantastic. You maybe what? felt some chemicals between you. I perhaps. certainly oh, did. That's the well name of the song. Well before the song even came out. But yeah, let's listen to it. My first concert was also a butt rock concert. Oh. Oh, look at us in a butt rock concert. <laughs> I've never seen this video. Yeah, I've never seen it. I want you to remember uh, A love so full like a sand us always and I want you to surrender mm. All my Feelings and goals today And I want you to remain The power of children can amaze I'll try not to complain I know that's a kisser, baby Yo, this song bops though. Yeah. Like, have a genuine conversation yeah. about this is a good fucking song. Honestly, and I would say, yeah. like, is butt rock, but isn't butt rock. Honestly, with the entire apparently umbrella category that butt rock is, I would say this is on the better side. It's a bumbrella. It's a bumbrella. Yeah, it's a bumbrella. <laughs> and Bush is on the, like, you know, not so butt side, I guess. Glycerine. Uh, they're, they're, it's butt rock. It's just yeah. well done. It's, yeah. it's classified as post grunge. And this was, this was like their last big hit song. Yep. So this came out in 1999. And this was like their last big, like, charting, like, super. Like, uh, like I think it was number one on the alternative charts and still, like, number 60 on, like, the regular Billboard charts. But it, it was, this was after Glycerine and all of the, you know, they were, they were still very popular. And, 
again, Kevin Rosdale, Jesus fucking Christ. I was yeah, this biting was my knuckle. God damn Peak it. Rosdale. I, I remember like watching this, like the video and being like, when's the shirt going to come off? Like just right now. Like I know he has less of a shirt in this. And then it's like, yeah, yeah. oh, there we go. There it is. There it is. They, mm. they know. They no, know. man, I was fucking in love with Gavin Rosdale. That's why you hated teenager. Gwen Stefani. That's why I fucking hated Gwen Stefani. But at the same time, I kind of liked Gwen Stefani because, like, I listened to No Doubt a lot for somebody who didn't like No Doubt. So <laughs> I'm surprised that you picked this one, Heather, because I don't think this is the most butt of it's not. Bush's songs. Yeah. But they get, they do, like, First of all, he strains. He strains oh, like hell. He does do the, oh. I gotta poop, but I but won't he, poop strain. It's at least a maybe I'm fucking you strain. Like, it could it could be that. It could it's be, a hot strain. Maybe I just want it. I, uh, God, I still have a crush on 1999. Right? Like, but he's so right cute. Now. But, like, the Swallowed Video Bush or Gavin Rossell. Yeah, that's a butt rock song. They're oh, a butt rock totally. band. And yeah. they, but they were just smart. And they actually, like, kind of authentically, like, mixed in some, eat, like, some electronic, you know, yeah. some interesting, you know, elements that didn't um, completely fail. You know they what I mean? They had just... Like a lot of butt rock, like... Uh, artists like in songs like that we saw with like Nickelback trying to do yeah. something different it's like it doesn't work you know what I mean but they they kind of integrated those elements they had back. just enough interest in their butt rock kind of sound to make it slightly interesting and I think that's why they actually became more popular and were slightly more respectable maybe yeah they were also like, earlier, you know, like they. Well, yeah. sixteen stone came out in ninety six, and like that was still. I think, I think sixteen stone oh, was no, ninety six. You're right. You're right. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. And that yeah. was still, yeah. you know, that was still during grunge. I feel like, like Allison Chains just released a new album in ninety six. Yeah, so. it was like think, the tail end of. I think grunge. bands like Bush and Allison Chains and even Pearl Jam to an extent are just like that bridge into butt rock yeah. they are like they're the, the bearing straight grunge of- <laughs> like they're what you want to show people when you're talking about post grunge like this and they're like oh okay that's fine and they're like but what's in that dark shadowy place oh we that's, don't go there <laughs> that's nickelback you don't want to go there we yeah. don't over there yeah i think yeah i guess bush was sort of part of that wave of mid-90s bands that were like doing grunge but doing it like less interesting and and like more uh, broadly appealing yeah sort of like but you know there was bush I there was would... like ta- tonic and like mm-hmm. oh yeah there, tonic this one uh the science of things yeah. terrible album name yeah. <laughs> um the science of things the chemicals between <laughs> us uh, magnets how do they work i never got into that one but no i think i think like butt rock was a further de-evolution from bush like i think yeah. that, mm-hmm. i agree with what you're saying okay. they were yeah, sort yeah. of the bridge but Rock. <laughs> See what I did there? Oh, um, <laughs> according to Wikipedia, the ultimate of all um, aggregators of information, mm-hmm. um, apparently Bush was like one of the first bands to actually be described as post grunge. Like that term yep. came mm-hmm. about as a re- as a response to Bush, and it was a kind of a pejorative way of distancing them from earlier grunge and making it like implying that they're just derivative. Um, yep. So I, apparently Matt Deal of Rolling Stone described Bush as, quote, the most successful and shameless mimics of Nirvana's music. And in the book Fargo Rock City, a heavy metal odyssey in r- rural North Carolina, North Dakota, Chuck Klosterman wrote, Bush was a good band who just happened to signal the beginning of the end. 
ultimately they would become the grunge warrant. So that's I think, interesting. Wow. I think they, uh, he says they signaled the beginning of the end, but I think maybe they signaled something different. I don't think they knew what was going to happen. Mm, yeah. But they saw them as a transitory band that, you yeah. Know, yeah, they're like the pupa stage, you know? Exactly. Like, yeah. Right. Um, there was promise, but the final result wasn't what anyone asked for. Yeah. And, and it blossoms into a butterfly. Right? <laughs> you know, like, uh. <laughs> thank you. I'll be here. Brutal. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, so we all agree it's a great song, huh? Pretty no, good? that's a good song. And I, I, we're not 100% sure about the butt rock part, but definitely. A great I would song. say it's an okay song. It's not my Listen, favorite. Listen, but... if, ni- if 1999, I'm sorry, I just have to say, oh, if they fine. were the beginning of the end of butt, if they were the beginning of the end of grunge, then by 1999, they were 1000% butt rack. Oh, yeah. At that point. Mm. So you I have think to classify them. Anything after Razorblade Suitcase, definitely butt rock. Oh, is it my pick up next? Oh, yeah. Your pick's up next, girl. Why don't oh, you right. tell us about it? Um, This is I Hate Everything About You. Oh. It's Grace. Oh, yay. Oh. So excited. I'm thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Time we lie awake after every hit we take every feeling that I get but I haven't missed you yet every The most emoist of butt oh rocks. Oh my god! It was that was that was literally painful. It's really hard to listen to that. It's horrible. so bad. Horrible. So yeah, horrible. that that evolution of butt rock when it got emofied with like three days yeah. grace and like um. But um, smile empty, smile empty soul was yeah. another one that I had thought about for this list. Breaking Benjamin. Breaking all Benjamin. All God, it was that was that's I think the worst era of butt rock. Like that that is as bad as it gets. I think is this. Yes, this is yes, really 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 fucking. I like that we went from like no this jam's a butt or this bop's a jam. I don't even know which is which, but the point is, and then we go to this like this is the worst thing I've heard in my life. Um, it's really I'm gonna awful. go throw up now. Yeah 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 yeah. So thanks. <laughs> The problem with this is yeah. that it's really bringing me back, like, because, like, I remember I'm being, like, 12 and 13, and the thing is, is that, so, my dad was a musician, was, like, a punk musician, um, you know, in the late 70s through the 80s and stuff, 
Uh, my mom was a DJ and like did punk, um, like did various punk shows and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I like grew up with a lot of really great music and I like understood like what, like I, you know, was introduced to great music, but I didn't understand it in the context of like, how good it was I just thought like oh that's what my parents listened to so I have to listen to cool music oh no that's different from my parents and like you know I thought like that's how I like discovered like pop punk and stuff like that like blink 182 because I like searched for punk in Alta Vista and that's what came up when I had been like raised on like buzzcocks and like the Ramones and shit so anyway these were like some of my earliest you know, ask Jeeves moments was just like, um, okay, what is rock and roll? (laughs) You know, what is this? And like, we would burn CDs, obviously. And I remember having this on like a CD that my friend made and it was this and the fucking Smile Empty Soul. Yep. Like you found- Bottom of the bottle. You (laughs) you found out about these bands because of some Angel Fire website. Yeah. Oh, God. That listed all their favorite bands. Or some- really dirtbag older brother or something yeah but or i mean also like, waaf like or waaf <laughs> or like you downloaded something off of napster and then napster was like if you like this then you might like this or right. this, is what, this is what this is napster didn't do that that's like no. that's like <laughs> napster it, did the this is what other people that you're downloading from have on their list oh yeah 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 oh Oh, yeah, yeah. You so, can like click on their profiles or like click, and on you can download. see what they're downloading or what they have if they are sharing their their their, their download library list. So if you oh, like, like yeah. if you download from one user and they had a bunch of th- a couple things, you're like, well, I care. Clearly, I like them. You can click on their shit. And yeah, like see what else they had. So I would yeah. download from users that I have downloaded from previously that also like new metal bullshit. So yeah, yeah, oh, but God. um. This is painful. like the whiniest of butt rocks yeah. that I could possibly find. I hate everything about the song. Um, I had the misfortune of seeing this band no. live. No. Where? When? Uh, this was 2000. 2000- Who hurt you? <laughs> Who hurt you? <laughs> my friend hurt me. <laughs> oh, no. So my friend was working the Jägermeister tour in no! 2006. This with, all makes sense. With stained headlining nope. <laughs> and Three Days Grace opening and some nope. other city band opening. And I went down and visited her in New York City. I think it was Terminal 5 or something. Or the they let Park. that happen in New York City? In New York, New York city. city lets a lot of shit happen. They do. Um, so yeah, I went to this show and I don't remember anything from it except for the fact that I ate uh aaron lewis's doritos i stole his doritos out of their van what flavor they were cool ranch of course you gotta steal the cool ranch yeah it was a multi-pack so i was just like nah i'm eating all the fucking cool ranch because i'm fucking starving and i had to deal with this shit so stains writer says we need like 20 mixed packages of doritos (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know he's a country singer now yeah yeah they all end up that way yeah the last i heard is that he was 
getting really upset that people were talking during his set. So he got up and yelled at them and then would leave the stage. There's yeah, a- didn't he yell at people for speaking Spanish and like tell yep. them to speak English? Sure Dude, he's did. a piece of shit. He grew up in fucking like Chicopee or like Springfield, yep. he sure Massachusetts, did. and he's a piece of shit. And yep. one story that we do have to tell about Stain um, <laughs> and Aaron Lewis is that when we went to UMass Amherst, um, we ran the weed club. So I was the president of the weed club mm-hmm. um, at <laughs> UMass Amherst. The Excuse me, the Cannabis Reform Coalition. No, the Cannabis <laughs> Reform Coalition. We were the oldest student-run drug law reform organization in the country. Oh, and we okay. threw a uh, big civil disobedience uh, festival slash, you know, concert event uh-huh. on the Amherst Town Commons called Extravaganja. So anyway, so we, we did extravaganza every year and we got all these different bands. Um, you know, Mike Dunn's band played very, our, my band played and it was, you know, it was a lot of fun. Anyway, point being fucking stained Aaron Lewis's manager, like called up, I think it's, I think he called my husband, uh, who was the treasurer of the week club. And, um, <laughs> he was like, Oh, like, Aaron's available on Saturday for the show, like for for the show. Um, And like my husband also famously doesn't know like any music at all. Although I think he did probably like Stain. So he was like, oh, okay. And I think I was given the opportunity to like make a decision about this. But either way, it was like all of us decided, no, we're good. (laughs) We literally (laughs) turned down... Aaron Lewis, like, offering to good... play for free at a yeah. weed festival. In, that is in such a Amherst. good decision. Yeah. <laughs> such a good decision. It's like just that. bad vibes. Yeah. It's not what you want. It's not what you want. Because no. even if he didn't heckle the audience, he would just bring the mood down yeah, so hard. It's been a while since I left. I know. That's, like, not what I need. I yeah. Know. Stained is, like, the... Themselves. Stained is the saddest butt rock music. Stained is the most, sad. like, self-sorry... Yeah. Like, also, I feel like... Pitiful. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm so sad. I feel like it is, like, the cherry on top of every single butt rock band's recipe that eventually you will yell at the fucking crowd because you feel that they are not worshiping (laughs) you enough or they're not quote unquote giving you enough respect because it's these sad white boys who've been told by their mommies that they poop exactly and that they're perfect you're both like super narcissistic and also just such a piece of shit and like yes. super emotionally stunted yeah. and my cat is literally trying to steal the food <laughs> off of my plate. I I just, it's insanity right now. I'm, <laughs> I don't even know where to go. Anyway, oh yeah. So it's like, it's like this, um, this like narcissistic like swagger of like yeah. the fucking coolest with also like you know they have a terrible relationship with their with their dad he literally oh, says yeah. it in the song yeah. i cannot blame this on my father but he wants Actually, to but he, he wants, wants to exactly so exactly it's dude so it's, it's like clearly they never mature there's no emotional maturity there's no actual introspection everything is totally externalized everything's so you know and they never have any responsibility or culpability in any of it. There's never any growth. And it's just the fucking same thing forever. And it's I'm- like these guys really fucking need some therapy. But yes! like, they feel like their dicks are too big to go to therapy. But really, your dicks ain't nothing. No. Stop pulling your balls out. Please put your balls They really back do in. have garlic knots for dicks. Although- and 
I, it's sad. I, I did <laughs> I did watch a little bit of an interview with Aaron Lewis. Or it wasn't even an interview. He was just telling this story at one of his country concerts. Apparently, he toured with Hinder, who we'll talk about soon. And mm. apparently, the guitarist from Hinder, like, he said he's, like, into some fucked up shit. Like, what apparently kind of he fucked likes up to, shit can you possibly Apparently, he likes to, like, stretch his ball sack and, like... <laughs> He had he was on the tour bus where they had like those sliding doors and like on one side was him and like the other side was some chicks like pulling at his like ball sack and making it like eight inches long and then Aaron Lewis was like and then I closed the door on it and I don't know if any of that is true but all of it could be true because it, it, oh, I it. damn it what a Debbie Downer right but also it sounds on brand to pull out their balls yeah. But also, yeah. like, but also, like, I feel like Aaron Lewis makes shit up because he's sad and alone. But also, I kind yeah, of... Yeah, he definitely, he definitely comes off as, like, a liar guy. You know those, yeah, like, yeah, liar yeah. guys? Dirtbag oh, yeah. energy, dude. Fucking... But also so, about this song, I Hate Everything About You. Because I was like, what song were we talking about? <laughs> it, it follows that same path of, like, it sounds like this guy who bro- either broke up with someone or she probably broke up with it. Let's be honest, she broke up with him. Yeah. And now he's like, man, I hate everything about you. You broke up with me. Because that's all these oh, butt so rock whiny. dudes can do is, like, cry and complain about how bad their lives are when their lives and are all fine. these women that they date they're just sluts all the women are sluts with, they're all sluts. everyone's a slut everyone. what's even a sad you're absolutely right and what's even a sadder take is the idea like i hate everything about you but why do i love you like he's literally incapable of like of like seeing a woman as like a human being yeah. he's like he's like i'm oh my balls keep telling me something and i don't know what to do about it like you know why do i love you like, like you balls like, are divining rods and he just has no idea where he's gonna how, end up how can you think but uh, <laughs> i need to sit with that for a moment <laughs> But how do you think, like, love, some people fucked you up if that's what you think that love is. You know what well, I that's mean? Like, yeah. Barack is all these men really fucking, sh- like, Ugh. have these absolutely ass backwards idea of A, what love is, B, what the world is, C, what their place in the world is. Or any sort of open mindedness whatsoever. Oh, yeah. When like, it, at least when it comes to masculinity. You know? Oh, also, yeah, toxic masculinity, top of that fucking list. Right oh, there. very much. Yeah. It's like an example of the de-evolution from the original grunge, you know, where like, you know, Nirvana's, Nirvana was like feminist and transgressive. And then, you you know, bands like Bush and Tonic and whoever, like, they were like unoffensively sort of talking about, uh, they were were hot and they (laughs) were like, they were very radical, they weren't radical, but they were like, you know, they were fine. And then into butt rock where it just evolved into just full-on misogyny was like the uh the norm like the it was like the the baseline of what you the the starting point of every song what it was was the late 90s it was this like yeah just horrific toxic stew of you know fucking 9-11 and you know or like and well i guess it was the attempt on impeaching bill clinton well i feel like i feel like butt rock was like the turn of the the millennium and it was like this just super aggro like you know think about like what was popular and like pop culture at that point like what was like you know you had like the man show you had like yeah you know just like really really super super loud aggro vibes everywhere and 
butt rock is like it, it's just like shows the lack of any sort of emotional range of butt rock where oh yeah it's like okay you know we're either horny angry or like horny happy i or like <laughs> horny confused horny yeah. sad yeah horny like barely you know because yeah. they don't have an emotional range it doesn't go anywhere i think this in general when it comes to rock especially in the late 90s early aughts it's just there was a lot of toxic masculinity and a mm-hmm. lot of telling men like you know what yeah you are do more yeah and and it does i don't know if like the specific genres really even mattered i think it was just this overarching maybe a last breath of men being like but like we want everything yeah. and that's then, what like, it is it's butt rock it's just men <laughs> 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 That's it. But then. Oh, honey, no. <laughs> let's uh, let's continue down the uh, the road. You know what? We went into some dark places. Let's see if a case can be made again. Because we got Mike's pick up next. Yeah, this is a uh, touch, peel, and stand by Days of the New. This is a uh, early post run. I really like this song. Yeah. I really like Days of the New. Yeah, you know this song. Oh, I thought it was my news. Oh! Yeah, but they had that. They had that in the second part, I guess. Uh, yeah. I totally do know that song. Yeah, I will 100% defend this song and defend this whole album. It yeah, is well, good. I didn't realize, A, this album, B, how old it is, and yeah. butt rock. I, I so many things. very much remember listening to this album in eighth fucking grade. Yeah. And I mean, Travis Meeks was not much older than that when he recorded this he was 16 and um yeah i mean again i i screwed up i thought we were supposed to pick songs that we like no you may no this is fine (laughs) you may have opened my eyes a little bit and i might be ready to look at butt rock as more of a spectrum right i initially it's an umbrella it's an an umbrella a bumbrella bumbrella yes i agree wow i just Huh? Open your yeah. eyes and minds. Because this, is, in this, this is definitely butt rock. I, right. I mean, it's got the twang is there, the yeah, vocal style, the, the timbres there. But it's but very it's acoustic early. butt rock. 
acoustic boat rock and it's very early i would say it's pretty early for boat 97 rock. yeah you guys know like the whole travis meek story and everything you know he was on intervention and stuff no no what, what? yeah the singer from days of the new was on like the first season of intervention like episode oh, five what? oh yeah you like, were mentioning this super how did i not know this because i have seen like every episode of intervention up through like season four my favorite yeah. was the one with the girl who was huffing. At one point, she says, "It's like I'm walking on sunshine." That's, <laughs> That's a classic. Oh, Christy, classic. Christy, meth, Christy the meth addict. That was a classic one. That's oh, oh, one. you're That's a real intervention fan. Oh, we go hard oh, yeah. for intervention. <laughs> but wait, so but he was on intervention. Yeah, he's got a serious meth problem. He's still alive. Uh, I saw a recent <gasps> picture. He's not looking great. That makes me so upset because I had such a huge crush on him. Yeah, he was very, he was, a, I mean, look, he was 16. All we of shouldn't them. get too weird about it, but he was a good looking guy. He was 16. Uh, but granted, that? I was yeah. like 13. So like, yeah, that was my wheelhouse at that time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it was, it was, he was young. It was too much too fast, you know? Yeah. Then... Cause they kind of blew up after this uh, came out and then we never heard from them again. Yeah. I just remember the song. Yeah. It was a good yeah. song, though. It's a good song. Well, I'm not gonna I lie. think after this album, he fired the rest of the band, and then he did a couple more albums, like pretty quickly. But I think by the early 2000s, he, you know, was too methed out. Fuck, methed out to like continue to play. But I, th- I think he like intermittently between relapses, like still performs and stuff now. Like he's trying his best. Travis is trying his uh, best. He's God smacking it. He's God smacking it. He's the best he ever did. He's doing the best he ever did. Oh my god. That kind of makes me really sad. I was real happy that this song played and now I'm kind of real sad. I I think the song's probably about meth, right? I mean like God, if he was sixteen, I'm the one to abuse. I'm the one to you're the you are the one to abuse. Oh, you are the one to abuse. Oh if he was doing meth direct, I'd say. But if he was doing meth when he was sixteen. And he's yeah. still alive, and he's still doing meth. Holy fuck! Hey, we're re- we're dangerously close to a heroin incident with meth. All right, so close. So mm. let's be careful here. But also, it's it's interesting because I would say then this is a much deeper song than most butt rock songs that we are covering. He's I would agree. Yelling, he's not yelling at a woman for being yeah. a slut and ruining his but life. But he's still got those vocals. No, in this going. case, he's definitely trying to shit real hard. Or trying in this not case, to it's just be... about his meth addiction. <laughs> I mean, you could interpret it that other way, though, too. I mean, like, I don't, I don't know if if he's said publicly what it's about. But I mean, like, I before I realized the song is about drugs, I was always a little bothered by that. You are the one to abuse. Line. Yeah. Like, Either no matter what the interpretation, it's not going to be good. It's yeah. still shitty fucking dirt bag energy, deadbeat yeah. dirt yeah. bag like drugged out energy that is not. It's not cute. And like the yeah. thing is, is that it appeals to you. There's some part of it that appeal, or at least appealed to me. I remember not necessarily butt rock, although for like a little bit of it, sort of did when I was just on the edge of adolescence. And when you just kind of like fantasize there's like a fantasy of this dirt bag of like oh yeah like i can't wait for someone to buy me cigarettes you know what i mean like it's just like you know growing up and like wanting to be kind of on the on the edges of of society and like oh, i'm a punk i'm a goth i'm a whatever and so it's easy to kind of like 
look at this and and idealize it to us in a sense um yeah it's not it's just a, it's a rough time this shit's not actually cute it's very emotionally stunted the fact that the only like good song that we've heard so far is about meth probably <laughs> you yeah or, but heather he was 16 he never had a chance it's a good ass song though. It's got a nice solo in it and everything. <laughs> it's, it's a, a little... great solo. Honestly, the whole album is actually really good. I listened to it a lot when I was younger. Maybe that's just me like trying to connect to my eighth grade self. <laughs> but it was a really good album when it came out. Eighth grade I... Ashley was definitely cooler than eighth grade Maggie. No, so eighth grade it. Ashley was not cool in the slightest, but you know, good enough. Good enough. God's magic. I, you know, it's still in that bridge era, you know, the same oh, era it is. as Bush yeah. and stuff. It hasn't, this is before Butt Rock morphed into something more sinister. I, I would say that right. they believed in the music they were making. Or yeah. more, more corporate, which also makes it sinister because it's like a corporatization of this kind of um, extremely skeezy, fucked up lifestyle is like even creepier, right? Yeah. 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 I don't know if that's how they were trying to market them at the time, though. You know, I don't think they were trying to call attention to this. No, that's what I'm saying. Abuses, you know? No, that's what I'm saying, though. That, but like later post grunge butt rock was kind of like taking shit like this and then oh, corporatizing yeah. it, which is yeah. really extra mm-hmm. creepy. You know what I mean? Like the idea of like that, like, I guess that's what grunge was, too. It had this like seedy, like scary underbelly of like, you know, flirting, flirting with danger and doing fucked up drugs, you know, that can fuck you up really bad. Right. Um, and instead yeah. of learning a lesson from it, like then you get like post grunge and a butt rock where they're kind yeah. of really glorifying it. Exactly. But, but in a very, yeah, in a very like cheesy, chintzy way, oh, yeah. like the fucking fistful of whiskey bullshit. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that. The bottle just bit me. So, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, so to continue oh, on. God. <laughs> Let's um, just get to let's just get the to the last bottom. Two are just like literally the bottom of the barrel. Guys, are you ready to hit the bottom? The bottom of the barrel, bottom of the bottle. You ready to hate your fucking life? Yep. Sure. Are you ready to let's listen go. to some hinder lips of an I'm sorry. <clears throat> lips Oh, the 
This might be the most butt rock of all the songs we've talked it's about. It's definitely so the far. most butt. It's definitely the the biggest like dickhead energy. Oh, this is definitely a ballad about romantically uh, cheating on your girlfriend while she's in the next room. Yeah. I have, like, I did at least enough research on my own songs. And I I went down the rabbit hole with this one. I actually barely even did research on the fucking Nickelback one. I'm like, we all know Nickelback sucks. Yeah, we can all. But this song, it, it, like, I was trying really hard to find like articles. Like I wanted to hear people talk about how fucking terrible it was. Cause you know, when you eat something and you just, you need that confirmation bias. You're like, this is terrible, right? Yeah. Is that just me? And I actually read a lot of articles with men saying how sweet this song is and how genuine and wonderful it is. No, No. there are so many songs that are like, I, I love, I want to fuck you, but in a relationship. And I, everyone is like, that's so sweet. No, no it's fucking it's not. sweet. It's that's gross. garbage. This is the grossest fucking You're song You're a piece ever. of shit and you wrote a song about it? Really? And it's a wedding song for instantaneous deadbeat dads to fucking <laughs> cheat on yeah. the bridesmaid, like on the bride with the, with the maid of honor. Like I just went back as Hinder. So we did an episode with Jukebox Zeros um, about Tinder. That was one of our earliest episodes. It was our first crossover with Jukebox Zeros. And we listened to fucking Hinder, and I went back to get to my notes. Um, there are many notes. Uh, so many confused <laughs> teenagers in Billabong t-shirts had their first <laughs> sexual experience to this song. Yes! For example. But also um, Like, what the fuck? Fuck, dude. Like, also, butt rock is just constipated country music with occasional <laughs> dangerous-sounding cusses. Funny um, thing, they there is a cover. There's a country cover of the song. Of course there is. The of course there is, dude. Like, what? What? Well, butt country is a whole thing unto itself. I mean, Luke Bryan and... That is another point under the guys. butt umbrella. Yeah. yeah. How many so, high school parties did some insufferable kid play this on, like, acoustic guitar at in also, That was the thing, too. Like, a lot of the articles were like, oh, you remember dancing to this at your prom? And I'm like, first of all, I don't, because I'm way too old. No, I, I don't. old lady. I did not this, dance with this. Prom was this was years after Like, prom. enough years for me to not give a shit about high school anymore. Yeah. They didn't, also, they didn't play the shit at our dances. They played fun music. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, would dude, like I had uh, <laughs> right. my prom was garbage, so whatever. I did not go to prom. I was on acid. Imagine prom on acid. No, my I, I, skipping I prom, wish to God on acid. <laughs> I wish to God my prom was on acid because I would have had a much better time if I did. They had like the project graduation, like it was like a it was like a thing where at our like suburban fucking like white catholic white flight catholic high school whatever (laughs) um you know they were like oh well if you come to prom we like lock you in and we're gonna it's you have to stay there yeah like they had it it was like vegas themed and i was like no thanks (laughs) i'll go ahead and do acid in the woods so great. Lips of an angel. How about it? Dirt bag energy. This fucking song. So let me tell you. Let me like. I really thought about this song, and then I, I eventually did go to down a Reddit hole. Thank God for Reddit. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. Thank goodness for Reddit. Reddit. 
because like everyone's like one star one star fuck this song this song can eat a dick this song's terrible i'm like oh Uh it's not just me allow me to go on a bit of a rant here here is my big okay like cheating gross terrible don't fucking do it you know what i get it mistakes happen whatever okay but when you are consciously going into a cheating mode like when you're writing an entire song about it like what do you what are you fucking doing but here's here's my big problem because then i'm like let me peel peel off the first layer of terrible let's Mm -hmm. go into the next layer so your girlfriend nowhere in the song do you say why you don't like her you don't say what's wrong with her you don't like say anything about her as presumably she's fine presumably she's fine like yeah you don't say anything great about her but you also don't say anything bad about her you just say that i have a girl you don't even call her your girlfriend because she's not a person she's, she's a girl she's your girl an accessory she's yes. there so let's peel Barely. back that layer yeah so then so the, that's that's the other problem like layer we're gonna peel that back so then we're gonna go to your ex who's calling you and she's crying she's real upset and you're like oh honey why are you calling me so late first so of all upset. first and of all. this whole song you're not saying anything about her and what made her so great and what specific points about your relationship do you miss? Did you guys enjoy an ice cream together? Did you, did she like, like the same movies? <laughs> Just one you? ice cream I together. don't know. But I don't know. He doesn't say anything about either fucking woman that would make one bad or good he's just like man love to cheat on my woman with my ex-woman wouldn't that make me a moron <laughs> that's what this fucking douche nozzle is pre- like just purporting in this fucking i said that word wrong i made up a word i don't give a fuck it doesn't matter because I this song i get what you're saying it's so fucking bullshit it's terrible it's basically just saying I really just want to be able to cheat on my current girlfriend with my ex-girlfriend because that's going to give me big dick energy. Man. But it's not. It's going to give you dick bag energy. Yeah. Yes. And go yeah. fuck DB. yourself. He needs to lose his balls. Put your balls Have back. Have them retract. Retract your balls. No, we need to spread them out over some kind of sliding door situation on a tour. Just bus get Aaron Lewis on and those freak balls, out apparently. Aaron Lewis, and then just you know tie him in the knot and shove him back up right where they came from. Can we all like find Aaron Lewis and like I'm just gonna take a ball sack and stretch it really wide. You're gonna steal his Doritos, and you guys are gonna say you don't have to play at our show thing. <laughs> we're Lewis. all set. <laughs> we're all set this is just a big old conspiracy theory against aaron lewis we're gonna ruin his day and i'm so excited Uh, oh maybe he'll write a song about it it'll be real fucking sad (laughs) but it'll be a country song now (laughs) uh stained was my first concert or my first concert for adults stained (laughs) and this next band we're gonna listen to oh Oh, wow wow let's let you know what yeah we we can wrap oh. everything up. Oh boy, with the buddy of we the should. Box. Yes, hold on, I'm really bad at computers. There we go. Yeah, let's let's just. Let's so just. should I inter- I I can introduce this. This was my this was my song. Uh, you know, seem seemingly needs no introduction, but yeah, oh, here, we, here we go. Um, our hometown boys, and by hometown I mean they're from Lowell. Are uh, they really? Just forty minutes away from here, no approximately. Shit. Um, so not, yes, not Boston, but Lowell, um, glorious Lowell. And, um, this is a classic refrain. This is a callback, um, on make it stop. We constantly, for some reason, um, have had, this has been the, the through line of like entire seasons of our, 
of our show is this fucking song. And I think it just perfectly encapsulates just the emotional stuntedness and just the hypocrisy and like insane, like delusional narcissism (laughs) with like zero uh, emotional depth, like just no um, ability, no nuance, just, just a complete, a complete ridiculous, um, straight up butt. temper tantrum. It's a temper tantrum. So <laughs> this is, uh, this is the ultimate in butt songs. And, um, <laughs> here we go. This is whatever by Godsmack. Smacking it is we're doing, <laughs> we're the, best doing the best we, we ever did. did. <laughs> oh, do so we can now go. I still, I still would like this, for us like, to do a ska version of this and call it ska. I feel like I'm doing the best I ever did. I'm doing the best that I can. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it could get worse. Wow. Good job. Um, I would uh, say better. So, yeah. So, I, I liked this song a lot when it came out. I loved this first Godsmack album. I went to see Godsmack and stained at the Worcester Centrum with my oh, dad. My oh, my God. God. That and is was so eighth grade. Moose, it's of you. And, and, and my dad had a great time, and I made him a Godsmack mixtape after that. Oh, your dad but is I the, will, Can your dad my, be all of our dads? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. My dad was also at that show oh. with my uncle. Same, same show, just saying. And that was the one where they, I was, I wanted to go. I remember I was like really upset. I was like really bummed out about it because I really wanted to go. And they were like, because it, it was like 2000 maybe, 1999. Yeah. Was it 99? I think it was 2000. Yeah, I think it was 2000. So I was 12 or something. And for some reason, they brought me to the to the BCN River Rave that year, later that year, which was great. But um, but that show, I remember wanting to go to it and they went to it. And um, my dad and my uncle and um, as like kind of like a pity, like consolation prize or something, they, my dad gave me this signed picture of Sully Erna from Godsmack. <laughs> oh my God. And I, same. No, well, it was funny. Cause I was like, I don't even really know. Like, I was like, I wanted to go cause it was a concert. I wasn't like a huge Godsmack fan. Yeah. Either. 
But I was like, who even is this guy? And it was like signed by all the DJ, like Mistress Carrie signed it. So it was AAF, right? It was an AAF yep. show? Yeah, yep, right. it was. It was an AAF show. Mistress right? Carrie, I, I saw Mistress Carrie there when I was waiting and in line. Nick she Carter, was like, and they all they all signed. I know Nick. No, with Nick, a K. Nick Carter's at WBCN. Oh, oh never mind. Okay, I was well, whatever. Say, now the Backstreet Boy. <laughs> uh, separate. Anyway, so they gave me that, and then this is just the story that I always tell, which brings it back full circle to the dirtbag energy, which is that I held on to it because, like, what do you do with that? You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't really like portray. I didn't like you know, unveil it in my room or anything. I think like it was just kind of there. And I remember, um, I think I was 16 or something. And um, there were these dirt bags that we, you know, that hung out with us when we were 16. And they were <laughs> definitely like 24 or older, Whoa. you know, well, cause we worked like low wage jobs, you yeah. know, at like yeah, the yeah, yeah. Papa Gino's and Brooks. Party. Oh, so we had this, Papa you know, Gino's. And, and so we hung out with all these douchebags who were older than us that would buy us beer. And I remember I didn't have any money and I was like, okay, what do I have? <laughs> and I was able to effectively barter a signed oh <laughs> picture of Sully Erna um, for a 30 rack of Bud Light. So that's precisely... <laughs> That is how much Godsmack is worth. <laughs> Godsmack is worth it's a thirty rack of money. <laughs> when you're sixteen and you don't have any other options, yeah. You know what? Worth it. I'm so proud. I was doing the best I ever did. You Godsmacked <laughs> it. You literally Godsmacked it. Well, I was doing the best I ever did at that concert. That was a formative experience. It was the first time I saw boobs, and it was the first time I smelled oh. marijuana. Oh. oh, look at you, you little baby. So you became up. an adult that day. Yeah, <laughs> you're a man. Um, Your balls detracted. <laughs> they, were, they were ready to go. Your, but I will your say, dick I, went from a garlic nut to a stromboli. Then. Uh, <laughs> hey. What did I say earlier? Like a mortadella? <laughs> a pimento, oh, a pimento loaf. A pimento loaf, yes. But I, I will say I bought the second Godsmack album the same day that I bought OK Computer by Radiohead. Uh. And it was like two roads converged in a wild wood. Like, I, diverged. I, uh, I said, will. yeah, diverged. Yeah, and, you will uh, not go was, gentle into that good night. No, <laughs> that was the beginning, night. I think, of a new path. Yeah. <laughs> away from away from the Godsmacks of the world. So uh -huh. I really wanted to talk about Godsmack because a couple months ago I got into a debate with my brother who said Godsmack isn't butt rock. Oh, they were very much butt very rock. Very hard to say how Godsmack isn't butt rock. What is he saying I, they are? What's the So he's like, no, they're metal. And I'm no! like, Way. So hold on. Allow me to, allow me to, this is, this is a weird place that I just got to a couple months ago, but I was like, hold on. If Godsmack is butt rock, if the case can be made, or I'm sorry, no, Godsmack is butt rock. Uh -huh. My brother's trying to make the case that Godsmack is metal. And we were sitting around playing some games and he was playing his stupid music, which is actually half stupid, half good. Cause he has Amon Amarth on it. It's Amon Amarth. Yep. Yes. And, uh... He was playing, and then this song came up, and I was kind of like, "Not terrible, like not terrible." All right, and I was like, Who "The is fact this? that he has a Monomarth and Godsmack on I the think same his playlist, playlist makes me want to barf." It should. So, the song comes up, and I'm like, "Who is this?" And he's like, "It's Godsmack," and I was like, "Huh, weird." 
you know, it kind of reminds me of like Load Reload era Metallica. Yeah. And then I like, I mulled on that. I left, I went home. I've spent a few weeks contemplating <laughs> it. Meditating. Meditating on Godsmack. But you want to feel the word of Godsmack in your heart. <laughs> and no. You know why they're called Godsmack also? We'll go back to it. We'll get, go ahead. Continue. And, <laughs> and, and no, I do not think that my brother has made a case for me that Godsmack is metal. You know what he did for me? He made the case that Metallica, Metallica went butt rock. butt rock. Yes. <laughs> Guys, I officially ding, ding, ding. don't like Metallica anymore. Like, <laughs> every time. Well, no one likes Load or Reload, right? No, like, like Load or Reload. But more, even more than Load and Reload, because they do have a couple songs where you can be like, oh, man, this sounds terrible. St. Anger. St. Anger is butt oh, rock. Yeah. St. Yeah. Anger is 100% butt rock. That but was I, our first crossover episode, I you guys. Know. We're back. We have come full circle. We brought it back home. Perfect circle. And but the I circle also, is a butthole. And I we're also, stuffing rocks into it. Go on. I also think that there is a case to make for butt metal. Right. So, yeah. Metallica, I think, can be butt metal. Because would... it's very similar in a way. I would agree with that for sure. Yeah, so I would and, say, but I would say Saint Anger's butt rock because I wouldn't even say they're really metal at, at Saint Anger. Like they're metal. But if loose. people are going to continue to categorize Metallica as metal, just because it's in the name, guys, just because it's in the name, it's butt fucking metal. But butt fucking, it's butt fucking metal. <laughs> absolutely oh i don't want to do butt fucking dirty like that you know what i mean <laughs> yeah like i'm not here there's some amount of pleasure anyone. in that yeah. I'm not here i mean we can hyphenate it as if it's all one word there you go and it's not actual butt fucking it's just butt fucking metal God, it's more of an adjective and less of a verb yeah it's not related to our adam and eve codes in any way yeah candy pod. which by the way are our <laughs> candy pod that's c-a-n-d-y-p-o-d not the band but you will feel so alive and also bad music b-a-d-m-u-s-i-c all one word all see you real soon see y'all soon see you real soon see you for coming we're doing the best we ever did we're god smacking these codes real oh hard God, so. guys buy a fucking flashlight for <laughs> fuck's sake give us some goddamn money dildo dollars buy so, the por- buy like some porn video that has some guy with a belly button tattoo and pretend it's sully or not because that's what i wanted to say like isn't god smack called god smack because he's like a wiccan <laughs> He is a Wiccan. Oh, he is, he is a Wiccan. That's why he has a star tattoo on his face. Cool. Oh, on his face? Yeah, on on his a, a little tiny star on his cheek. So cool. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think the, I think they actually just ripped it off from the song by Alice in Chains called Godsmack, but they don't oh. want to like admit that. So they're oh. like, oh, no, actually, it's because of my uh, religion. <laughs> so serious. Uh, and just the lyrics i mean this is again i i really i did it you know i talked about it in the setup was that it's just it's such a like it's such a toxic you know masculine like i don't know what feelings are so i'm gonna make them go away <laughs> like it's just like i'm doing the best i ever did okay you're doing so great that's awesome why are you screaming at me why are you cornering me 
in like the the mall, dude. Like if you're doing great, like you can just get your orange Julius and continue on with your day. But like, you know, I am doing the best that I can. Okay, so now we've qualified that statement. We're not just maybe we're not maybe doing the best that we ever did, but at least I'm trying, I'm attempting, and now I'm doing so well, or I'm at least doing so much better. Go away! Like I can't handle any relationship with you or seemingly anyone else like that's not really doing the best you ever did my dude like that's I'm not convinced I'm not convinced you seem very defensive you seem very aggressive um you seem very I mean the whole song is you know you're pathetic in your own way like it's just him being you trying to be nice you're trying to be no he's being jealous he's being jealous and aggressive and mean yeah Yeah, even as much as so far as to call the song whatever exactly exactly it's like i don't care at all but i'm gonna write this whole song about how i'm doing so good and then i hate you also like what are you saying dude like so basically butt rock is just extremely juvenile it's a temper tantrum yeah it's just dudes have white male temper tantrums aggression it's dumb that's the baseline it has to be dumb yeah what i was alluding or it's not but (laughs) (laughs) dumb butt dumb butts what i was alluding to earlier is that i've been having a thought over the past few days and you know what if you guys think i'm out of line you can tell me but i think butt rock can hold a part of the blame for the trump presidency yes (laughs) it's not wrong right i don't think that's i don't think you're Think about the thing. You know what? Here's the thing. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you're mad that I'm bad mouthing, yeah, symptom of the same disease. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's these juvenile, dumb butts who are still defending this guy who doesn't give a fuck about them, but they want to make themselves. I'm doing the best I ever did. I'm not infected with anything. I'm not gonna wear a mask and don't tread on me. I've got a little cough and it's probably nothing. It's totally fine and I'm not feeling so good, but I'm a man. Like it's just yes, yes. I mean, trash. Yeah, but. It's just, it's like such, it's such a common theme. It's a common theme that I was like kind of really thinking about. It's just like, these people are still defending Trump and are still like, yeah, no, I won't wear a mask and I don't believe in this. And I have all these stuff. Like, yeah. it's these fucking uppity assholes who have no reason to be victims, but they're turning themselves into victims, but they're not. Which is exactly what Butt Rock does, which is exactly mm. what all of these songs mm. have done. Mm. It's the entire playlist. It's the Karen and Ken with their guns out on their lawn being like, we're victims. And it's like, Dude, nobody even like went to your fucking nobody gives a shit about you. There I is promise that. you no one yeah. gives a shit about you. And I'm sorry if your girlfriend maybe cheated on you like once, but like I I That's can't. not oppression! <laughs> yeah, That's because you're a dickhead and you never gave her head. Yeah. <laughs> Girls wanna get gone down on as well. Yeah, if you never eat her ladies. out, you have no right to bitch about anything. She, you None. Ladies, we right. None. Sorry. Sorry, yeah, Sully. Sorry, sorry. Yes. Sully. <laughs> Sully. It's so wild. That, uh, the, the, all right. So first of all, Sully is such a, such a Boston name. Uh, and the weird thing about Godsmack being where we're from is that, like, they're, like, celebrated as, like, our favorite oh, yeah. sons by certain people yeah, who should know better. I'm sorry. You don't have anything else to celebrate. Mayor Marty Walsh oh. tried to declare a day... Yes! 
Godsmack Day. He did. Oh. The mayor of Boston in like oh. 2000. Let's look it up. Let's look it up. When something. is it? I, I know it's oh. way too late for it's a Godsmack Day. August 6th. August 6th. Coming oh up, God. guys. We got to celebrate it. When does this episode come out? <laughs> like next week. <laughs> well, right. close enough. Well, like, well, well, happy early can... Godsmack Day to Guys, everyone. happy early Godsmack Day. Oh, boy. She's <laughs> like, I'm not saying I'm it. No. <laughs> oh, no. His his real name is Salvatore. Of course it is. He's got the gabagool. Oh, he, he came, He's he was born in Lawrence. Same, uh, same diff. Same diff. Same diff. Lawrence, Massachusetts? Yeah. Or, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm so sorry, but um, I just wanted to mention that apparently Erna, Sully Erna, is good friends with Chris Angel and has been on several of episodes of the Chris Angel Mind Freak TV show. Of course he is. Mind I'm Freak. Out. I'm out. And he did the theme song. Oh, no, wow. he, I thought he did the theme song for MTV's Fear, where they put people he in spooky haunted houses. He did that too. Because that was voodoo. I'm done with this. I'm Burder. done with this. Flipping Burder. tables and I'm done with this. Wow. Yeah, I'm tired now. <laughs> really tired? I think you're doing the best that you ever did. Or at well, least the best that you can. can. <laughs> Which one is it? I yeah, don't know. Either or. They're the same thing. But go away! Don't ask me any more questions. I'm totally fine. It's totally cool. Oh, doing great. What's your problem? I don't have a problem. Like, <laughs> no way. That no is like way. the quintessential uh, butt rock song. Oh my god, guys! I actually like legit tired. I know. <laughs> yeah, this is, I've been worn down by this butt. I know. Oh my god. I well, I hope after being at our show, you don't have to talk about butt rock again for a while. But I think the a big conclusion we can get to here is that butt rock is not uplifting. No. Like, this, I can understand why middle-aged white men are so angry. Because, <laughs> because they think this is the because, song of their people? Because other middle-aged white men have told them that they're angry. Mm, yeah. So. Did you guys see that Trap's new album sold $600 in its first week? <laughs> <laughs> Good. No. Good. That makes me so happy. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, well, all right, it's like in the world. As long we can't get it anywhere else, but we'll we'll take it. We'll take where we can get it. That's like sixty copies. My my band <laughs> has sold more copies. <laughs> of oh, you know what? oh my god! That's what we need to. Our new uh, barometer has to be that we need to make more dildo dollars than. Trapped and did for their last. We are wait. We are more than halfway there, <laughs> oh, guys. Like just buy way. a few more flashlights, a few more dildos, I, and just we can get be one more flashlight, and we will be better than trapped. All right, yeah. honestly, Do it, guys, please. That is your challenge, and I'm sure somebody, somewhere is someone going to someone there live up wants to, to be. They're that. gonna god smack it, and they're gonna get like one or two flashlights, and they're gonna. They're going to do the best the they edge. ever did. And they're going to do the best they ever did, and they're going to be happy. Kids. They're going to put the go away uh, <laughs> sign on their door. <laughs> the go away sock on their doorknob. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. All right, guys, we got to wrap it up. We should, yeah. yeah. It's been a good two and a half hours. Oh, good yeah. run. At least I got I gave myself a couple extra days to edit, so that's that makes me wrong. I'm so sorry. No, this is wonderful. We are so glad that you guys came on board for this. We super fucking appreciate you and love you and yes. are so glad that, you know, not only are we friends, but we're on the same network. 
the Pantheon Podcast Network. Go check all yes. of us out. We're lovely. Uh, and why don't you uh, go ahead and promote your shiz, my friends? Yeah. Um, so we are uh, on a hiatus for the summer, but you can listen to all like 70 plus episodes. You guys have us way beat. You have like, a, how many episodes do you guys have? This is like 127, I think. Holy yeah. God damn. Well, we were um, doing every week until right now. God <laughs> yeah. bless you. Um, uh <laughs> Under the, the guise of Sully Erna. <laughs> um, yeah, Saint Sully. <laughs> Saint Sully, the archangel. Um, Someone can yeah, so, that art. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Please don't. Um, yeah, so we you can find all of our stuff wherever you get your podcasts. Obviously, Make It Stop, a bad music podcast. We talk, uh, we have way too many callbacks to Godsmack, but we have had, <laughs> we've done episodes on Hinder. We've done episodes on... Uh, Creed, of course, lots of Nickelback for March Badness. Yes. If you want to go down that horrible road, I um, will highly suggest the March Badness episodes. They are so fucking good. And like, <laughs> honestly, I was like, I don't know which way they're gonna go most of the time. It was genuinely I was anticipating. Up until the very end, it was actually the last episode of that was very dramatic because we had no idea how it was gonna how it was gonna go. But, <laughs> it was um, a puncher. Yeah, a butt clencher, you know? It's just going to keep it nice and tight. Um, but yeah, check out our shit. And we'll be back in September with new episodes. I'm sure we'll do another episode with you guys. Uh, we have some really fun things on the docket, too. Like, people have been sending in some... Um, actually, the first uh, stupid thing that we asked people to send us via email was a five-paragraph <laughs> essay on Hinder. And only just recently, a few months ago, we got a... Five paragraph essay on Hinder with citations from. Um, Wait, um, was that our friend Matt? A mutual, Matt. a yes. mutual fan friend, and uh, so he's also given us some other suggestions for this upcoming season. I know a lot of people want to see us do Crispin Glover. I'm sure wait, that'll happen. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, uh, I can't yeah. wait, Clowny Clown Clown. That's Clowny Clown Clown. <laughs> that's some good shit. So we'll be back in September sometime. Yes, please. Oh God, I love it. <laughs> and uh, check out my band. Uh, yes. Blameshifters.bandcamp.com. We, uh, we might be cooking something up uh, at <gasps> some point soon. Uh, okay. Maybe. Maybe. I'm sorry. Now I have to plug the uh, Boston League of Wicked Wrestlers. We're doing an online show. Obviously, <laughs> we can't wrestle in real life, but um, we're doing Nickelodeon. Which oh, is uh, our like take on the '90s Nickelodeon um, game shows, and so we have all of our all of your favorite Boston area uh, queer trans uh, feminist wrestlers in. That sounds uh, amazing. Doing some very very, we just filmed "Figure It Out" in my backyard the other day, <laughs> so that was really fun. Um, so you can support us while we can't wrestle by uh, checking us out at www.blowblowww.org well thank you guys again so much please thank you stuff out it is like i don't know you guys are just a joy you guys are a treasure chest of joy every time i dig upon your stuff i love you guys you guys are like the best you guys are like the cool siblings i wish i had shout out to my regular siblings (laughs) (laughs) hi 
Come to my backyard sometime. Fuck yeah. <laughs> also, I guess you should listen to our podcast more if you're here and you've never been here before because maybe you're here for Heather and Mike, which is legit. Uh, check us out. We are rockcandypodcast.com and we got a bunch of episodes where we talk about bands and music and things and stuff. And you can find our social meds. We got Twitter, uh, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find all that on our website. Yeah, you can give us money too, I guess. <laughs> yeah, give us money. I guess. If you want to go to Patreon, it's patreon.com slash podcast, and you can give us money and we'll give you stuff in return. So that's how that works. Be a little more enthusiastic. We want their money. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to get a bonus episode next week. I want week. your money. money. <laughs> 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 not All that right. we need it because we're doing the best we ever did so go away yeah <laughs> but also oh, yeah. come back because i please. still want your money yeah please come back we want your money don't go away and i guess we'll see you guys again in a couple weeks thank you again heather and mike love thank you guys you. and party on ashley yeah that <laughs> Oh my god. We've killed party her. I'm, I'm so tired of <laughs> everything. All right. Party on you crazy <laughs> kids out there. <laughs> Bye. 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 It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com. Code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.